it's TGITS time! Thank goodness it's talking Shiz, and I am CJ. Have a great show for you guys in store today. Make sure you subscribe to the pod page, and that's at podpage.com slash talkingshiz. My pod page has all the platforms to find the podcast. Also, it does have all of my social media platforms, such as Twitter, at Talking underscore Shiz. It's the same for Instagram. I do have a Facebook as well. Now, sharing is caring, so make sure you guys rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Some things I want to talk about, and that is the weird, unrealistic things about sitcoms. Have you ever really just sit and analyze the sitcom? Probably not because it's entertaining. Some things that always stuck out to me. One of the things about sitcoms that always got me was the theme song. My gosh, did that get stuck in your head. When they wrote that song and the music, they purposely made sure that it got stuck in your head. Like growing pains, right? Show me that smile again. You have Saved by the Bell. When I wake up every morning and the alarm clocks are warning and there's something, something bus top in the time. Do, do, do. Family matter. Talking about it's a rare condition at this day and age. And something on the front page of a newspaper page. And love a resistance of a grand design. Something, something. And Full House, you know, whatever happened to debatability, uh, something, something, and friends around the bend, everywhere you look, you had step by step, you know, step by step, day by day, something, something, we're going to make it every way. They purposely made sure that those songs would be stuck in your head for years after the show was gone. Either that or I watched way too much TV in my life. And since we're talking about unrealistic, well, let's talk about, you know, home improvement. Okay, that was my Tim Taylor impersonation. Tim Taylor always getting hurt, and he survives. He gets electrocuted. You know, he falls off of a roof, runs through a fence with his lawnmower. Like I said, he never gets hurt, too. He still keeps his job. I would think that'd be an insurance liability, right? Another thing I've noticed about sitcoms is that, you know, they never lock their door. People don't even knock. They just walk right on in. I couldn't do that. I cannot go to, like, my neighbor's house, if I was cool with my neighbors, or my family's house and just walk right on in without knocking. I would think that would be kind of rude, you know? It's like Full House, right? Full House is notorious for folks just walking in, not knocking on the door, just walking in. Not only that it has the three men and a baby vibe from the 80s, they have this huge house. I can understand, yeah, the four rooms and maybe the two baths, but then you have a full attic and a full basement. Not only that, everybody's living off of this newscaster's income, and you have Jesse, who is an out-of-work entertainer, which later on he moves back into the house and he becomes Jesse and the Rippers. <laughs> but he was an exterminator. Then you had this out-of-work comedian all living in this house. And then you have that, ah, Michelle's character. You know, the sweet, you know, you got it, dude. (laughs) got annoying, these little catchphrases. Oh, my Lanta, or how rude. They got got old because they had to make sure they threw it in every episode. Even uh, Joey's character with the chipmunk. Is it made up? What? Come on, please. And it, it makes you think, like, how in the world do they afford these homes? Like, even with friends. I've never seen an episode of Friends, but they never seem to go to work. There's definitely no diversity on Friends at all. And they stick a turkey on somebody's head, which causes salmonella. (laughs) Come on. 
it's, it's so unrealistic. And you never see them go to work. Well, a couple of times you have. I take that back a couple of times. Well, well, Family Matters is, is one where that Carl, he always wore his uniform, and you rarely saw him at the station. The thing about, like, with Family Matters is the fact that it was very unrealistic. You had Urkel that goes to a party on a roof, which is very safe for kids, you know, <laughs> having a party on the roof. Somebody sneaks alcohol in, then everybody breaks out to a song and dance, and everybody knew the dance moves. You know, do the Urkel, do the Urkel, that song. And then he falls off the roof, and then Aunt Rachel comes to save the day, who never took a tightrope lesson in her life, was miraculously able to walk across that tightrope to save Steve. And then none of his inventions worked. But they want to keep having him do things for people. Like, oh, well, you have this potato smasher. And then somebody loses a hand because of this <laughs> potato smasher. The worst invention on that whole show was the whole DNA changer where he turns into Stepan Urkel. That was horrible. And let's don't forget Judy, who got sent to her room and never was heard of again. And they didn't even acknowledge that, that she was gone. She just vanished from the show. You, you, have, these, you have the three stereotypical kids. You have, like, the smart kid, the, the one that always want to be cutesy, and then you have the smart-ass kid. I would never smart off to my parents the way that these kids do on sitcoms because I would be slapped into another family. My last name would be George or something. <laughs> but they always smarten off. They even put shoes on the bed, and that was a big no-no in my house. It's like, you do not put your shoes on the bed. You always take them off. You don't put your shoes on the bed. Even you had growing pains, right? Something that didn't make sense about this show. He had a home business in his house. Which, okay, he's a psychiatrist. But, I mean, wouldn't that put your family in danger because you're seeing somebody and they may become a stalker? Not only did, did Kirk Cameron's best friend name was Boner. Because that's a great name for a character. Let's name him Boner. I bet he was a stand-up guy, though. And he seemed like he was hard to get along with sometimes. What a horrible name. Since we're talking about working from home, The Cosby Show. Dr. Huxtable was a gynecologist, and he had his home business in his home. They walked down to the basement where he does his exams or whatever, and I know that he delivers babies and everything. Seriously, the sign was right there, folks. But it wasn't Dr. Huxtable that didn't make the show for me. It was Claire. Claire Huxtable was a badass attorney. Priscilla Rashad, I know I'm probably mispronouncing her name incorrectly, but she did an amazing job as a mom. Like, I remember the episode where Vanessa got in trouble. The fact that she had the mom look was amazing. Like, she had that down packed. Like, she gave you a look, and she was straight to the point, go to bed. You didn't pause. You went straight to bed. <laughs> and I think that with the Cosby show, the way it was written, it was almost toward, like, real life. Unlike some of these other sitcoms that's out there, they're not really realistic. Like, step by step. I don't know if you remember that. You know, because in the 90s, right, they had TGIF. And you had, like, Full House, Family Matters, Step by Step, Perfect Strangers. And the fact that you had Step by Step and then you had Urkel all gave that nerd stereotype. I wore glasses, and so I got picked on because I wore glasses. But little did they know that I made C's, so I was a dumb nerd. <laughs> The fact that they were like the 90s, late 80s version of the Brady Bunch. And they all probably shared one bathroom as well <laughs> where you had dude that had two kids. And then, Sarah, uh, what's her name? Uh, Sandy Duckins' character had three kids, two girls, and the nerd guy. 
Like now I'm starting to rewatch The Golden Girls, right? The Golden Girls is, is actually a really funny show. And Sophia, Sophia is so tiny. It's like you want to kind of like put her in a little baby <laughs> uh, handle thingy that goes on your uh, chest, you know, and walk her around, you know. When Rose tells a story, they do like this heavy sigh and they lay back in their chair like, okay, we're going to hear this hilarious story about something that happened in her past. It's actually really funny. Another thing that always bothered me with the sitcom is they all fix a huge breakfast and nobody eats it. They'll grab a piece of toast and take a sip of orange juice and they're gone. (laughs) And the moms never look tired. It's like the moms get up at the crack of dawn to make sure, you know, pancakes and waffles and sausage and bacon and all this is fixed. Nobody eats it. I'll just grab something at school, mom, and they walk (laughs) off. I can never do that in my household because I was raised not to waste food. It's like if, if my mom fixed it, you had to eat it. You couldn't leave it till the plate's clean. I was talking about nerds early. Like Big Bang Theory really gets on my nerves. Not the fact that it's how smart they are. Yeah, they were bullied in school. But now since they have nice jobs, they have to make fun of everybody else around them because their IQ must be lower than theirs. So I'm more superior. Ha ha ha. And that pissed me off about the show. And for some reason, you think you have the right to talk down to other people. That's what pissed me off about that show. And I know folks are going, well, that's a big Big Bang Theory. You can't talk about that. Now, it's a funny show. You're looking too deep into it. Well, yeah, because I do look into that. I have, I look into it because that's how I see it. Yeah, it had its funny moments. And I'm not saying that every sitcom should be realistic to the point that makes you depressed about your own life. I, I, I get that. I'm just saying it should have some type of reality to it. Like the bosses on sitcoms. You cannot tell me that they are a HR nightmare. <laughs> the way that they talk to the employees. Oh my gosh. They talk down to their employees. Man, that is write-ups. That's firing the, the way that they talk to people. And also, the way that the employees talk to their boss, like their boss is their friend. I mean, come on, we already know that bosses are nobody's friends except for their own. If it's not putting money in their wallet, they can give two shits about anybody, really. <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like Saved by the Bell. Zach Morris is trash. He didn't give a shit about nobody. He scammed, he schemed, he was chauvinistic, and he never got in trouble hardly anything, like, when I say he not got in trouble, I'm talking about his expelled. The shenanigans that he did. Him and his big brick-ass cell phone that he had. And his hair never matched his eyebrows. And you cannot tell me that this upper-middle-class rich boy, suburban boy that hit this character was, that he was not in a private school. I mean, come on. And then it's so funny with sitcoms that everything works out in the end. I mean, I know it's writing and it's television and it's fantasy, but you know for once you just want somebody to fail. Like, you're like, oh yeah, I felt that. Like, he couldn't rock climb because he was afraid of heights. Even though he tried, he did three steps and (laughs) then he fell off and he's done. That, that would be like, oh, okay, that's satisfying. He failed. That's realistic. But I know it's, I know all this is fantasy. Same as Night Court, right? It blew my mind. I was like, wait a minute. New York has court at night? Wow. And then I was like, man, I wish I had a judge that was funny and he was a magician. But no, you get these old assholes. <laughs> also, one thing that's very important with a sitcom, especially in the 90s, you have to learn a lesson, right? 
Like, no smoking in the girls' bathroom there, Stephanie. Or, you can't make fun of Steve Urkel because he might fall off a roof. Or, well, Jesse, you cannot take all those caffeine pills. There's always a lesson there, right? And then you have that piano music. And that piano music was them explaining your faults. But here was the lesson. So next time, you will learn from it. And you always want to make sure you walk away having that lesson still there, that teachings, so you'll learn not to do the same mistake again. I mean, don't get me wrong, sitcoms are great. They were basically my childhood, a lot of sitcoms sitting in front of the TV. But if I can do one takeaway of today's show, it's that, yeah, sitcoms, they're not realistic. They can't to a point, but everything works out, no matter what the issue is or the problem it works out and your kids can talk back to you as long as you point them in the right direction it's okay for them to be disrespectful putting shoes on the bed or eating up everything in the house and not saying excuse me or sorry but if we can instill politeness in today's youth we can go far into the next beyond thank you guys so much for listening to a new episode of talking shiz and i will see you guys next week same shiz channel same shiz time see you guys next week